It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Raptors. Sean Woodley here with you as always. And on today's show, it's a very special treat for Raptors fans out there. I am joined by Herbie Kuhn, the PA announcer for the Toronto Raptors since day one of the Toronto Raptors. And uh, I'm very excited. He is the voice that I have longest associated with the Raptors, attending games as a kid, attending games as an adult and covering them. Herbie's voice is the soundtrack of Raptors games when you're in the building. And I'm super excited to talk about uh, talk to him today. We are going to dig into, you know, the time away from the team with the Raptors down in Tampa and him not traveling down there. We're going to talk about his craziest moments on the mic for the Raptors. And we're, of course, going to talk about the time that he became a human shot clock in the game against the Nets game one back in 2014 when the shot clock broke and Herbie jumped in to the rescue. Enjoy today's very special Friday episode with Herbie Kuhn, the Raptors PA man, coming up in just one second. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So I don't shoot trying to miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the free top of the Hail Mary 3 by Mopey. Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 1036 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, October the 15th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the podcast at Locked On Raptors. And of course, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms and on YouTube absolutely free. So please follow, subscribe, tell a friend. We are nearing 950 subs on the YouTube page. If we can get to 1,000 by the time the season starts, I will owe all of you a drink at some point. Uh, and I... Uh, uh, don't hold me to that because I don't have that much money. But either way, uh, thank you very much for subscribing to the YouTube page. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day. On today's show, as promised all week long, I am joined by Herbie Kuhn, the PA announcer for the Toronto Raptors, the voice that I have longest associated with the team and who is really the, the, guy, the voice that guides you through whatever you're attending a game in person. And sometimes he'll even break through the walls of the TV as well with his excitement, with his fun flourishes. He's Herbie Kuhn. How do you not love Herbie Kuhn? Really, really thrilled to talk to him on today's show. So we will get to that in just one second here. Before we do that, just wanted to give you a heads up of what's up next week. Monday, Tuesday, Vivek Jacob and Sahal Abdi are going to come on the podcast. We are going to do our fifth annual over-unders and prop spectacular. It is one of my favorite episodes every single year. I have never won this contest before. This is the year I'm going to do it. I swear. It's very exciting. That'll be Monday and Tuesday in a two-part episode. And then on Wednesday, for opening day, we are going to chat with Alan Shane Lewis and Ann Pornell of the Great Canadian Baking Show, which debuts its second season, third season. Third season? Yeah. Lots of seasons of the Canadian Baking Show. That might be even more than that, honestly. But either way, 
Alan and Anna, the host of that show, and it's one of my favorite shows on television. It's an absolute delight, and they are going to come on the podcast on Wednesday. Alan's been on the show before. He's a big Raptors fan and is a fledgling Raptors fan, so we're just going to have some fun. We'll probably talk about baked goods as well. It's going to be a blast to tee up the start of the season on Wednesday, and then we'll get into the regular game recap stuff, podcasts from the arena, and all that good stuff in the back part of next week. But without further ado, let's get now to my conversation with Herbie Kuhn, where we are going to hit all of the different elements of being the P man for the Toronto Raptors what are his favorite names to say in the middle of a game action what are the, some of the craziest things he's seen while on the mic and had to sort of relay to the fans in the stands we'll talk about his finals experiences and all that and more on today's show so let's get to it now myself with Herbie Kuhn the Toronto Raptors PA voice let's get to it all right, joining me now on Locked on Raptors, a guest that I am just thrilled to have on the show, honestly, like kind of, uh, you know, starstruck f- fanboying out a little bit in a way that I don't usually on the podcast, but he is the voice that I have longest associated with the Raptors and walking back in the arena last Monday, hearing mm. this man's voice really kind of made me feel like, oh, maybe everything's going to be okay. It is, of course, the public address <laughs> announcer for the Toronto Raptors at Scotiabank Arena. It is Herbie Kuhn. Herbie, how you doing? Thanks for being here. Let me start by saying this. Basketball fans, would you please welcome Sean to the arena this evening? Oh, there you go. How's that? Ooh. I'm going to have to cut that. That's the new intro for the podcast. So thank you for put, that. Put it on, uh, your, put on your, um, your voicemail answering machine. There you go. Perfect. That's exactly <laughs> it. Uh, Herbie, well, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm having a great day today. Excited about back being back in the arena and I'm Going to presume you were referring to the game that we had on New- on Thanksgiving Monday, yes. and it was just yes. it was just wonderful uh, on a couple of fronts. There, just you know, obviously to be back in front of live fans again for for the second time mm-hmm. with the previous game having happened a week earlier, and yeah, a couple of other things I'll talk about later on in the interview that made it a little a little bit even better this past Monday. Ooh, I'm excited. I, I was originally referring to the first game. I didn't go to the Monday game uh, okay, Thanksgiving. Okay. I was at the Sixers game. And yes. like just like walking around, smelling the smell, yeah. seeing the sights, mingling. Beating the Sixers. Beating the Sixers. It's all it beautiful. It feels good, doesn't it? Yeah. Joel Embiid with zero points again. Did he play? No, but hey, counts. Uh, <laughs> the streak continues. But you know, you uh, know, there are just some yeah. things for a Toronto sports fan that just feel better. You know, <laughs> Leafs beating the Habs, mm-hmm. Argonauts beating the Tiger Cats. Oh, I'm Raptors. in Hamilton. That's that's dangerous talk. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're you're in Hamilton. I am. I am. That's uh, ladies that's and gentlemen. Just... Here endeth the interview. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say it again, Argonauts beating the Tiger Cats, which mm-hmm. feels Fair extremely sweet. <laughs> and hey, listen, if it was the other way around, which has happened more than a fair share of times, I'm sure that you strut just a little bit there, Sean. So, <laughs> And then when you have the Raptors beating Philadelphia, yeah, that's just that's a sweet thing altogether. That's a sweet thing mm-hmm. altogether. Yeah, so. it's hard to uh, it's hard to top that for sure. Um, and I guess let's start with that first game back, Herbie. the The game against the Sixers on the Monday. What's it like for you? You've been out of the building as long as everybody else, and yeah. you're walking in. Like, did you forget where to go? Like, did you? Like, <laughs> what, what was your sort of uh, your game day routine that day? And what were the sort of rush of emotions that must have been kind of flowing over you as you sat back down in front of that mic? My game day routine, Sean, was actually I, I went a little bit earlier than I mm-hmm. normally would to allow for all of the inevitable conversations that would happen. 
Mm-hmm. Great to see you. My goodness, it's been a long time. Yeah, you know, finally, <laughs> some semblance of normal. All those types of conversations. I knew that would take up a fair amount of time and energy, so I went a little bit earlier. But other than that, to be quite honest with you, it really felt like getting back on a bicycle again. Mm-hmm. It was quite familiar, you know, other than the players, a lot of, you know, a lot of familiar <laughs> faces, a lot of new faces on the roster, but a lot of familiar faces in the surroundings, all the people you would normally see at courtside, the normal ushers, the normal security guards. It was a great sense of coming home again mm-hmm. and, and being surrounded by that familiarity. And once the game began, honestly, I just I, I, I fell right back into a rhythm. I was focused. Mm-hmm. I was dialed in. And the biggest challenge for that first game in particular was announcing with a, with a mask on. Right. <laughs> uh, having to announce with a mask is a peculiar sensation, to say the <laughs> least. I, I'm just not accustomed to it. So I, I changed up. I tried a couple different ones over the course mm-hmm. of the game, and it obviously affected the sound of my voice over the PA system. And, and even though it had been since last February of 2020, I still have in my mind what my voice should sound like coming through the PA right. system. And it didn't sound like that. <laughs> and so it, it threw me for a bit of a loop. It threw me for a bit of a curveball. But by the second game, something happened and there's and you're going to appreciate this being a hammer guy okay you'll you'll like this yep. <laughs> i'm going to throw in a shameless plug here for fox 40 okay mm-hmm, ron mm-hmm. foxcroft you know if it's on time it's a fluke fluke transportation fox 40 whistles <laughs> they gave me one of the masks that they and specifically for use by by um officials okay. including including cfl officials and it's shaped and contoured in a way that there's extra space around your mouth and they can actually clip a whistle on the inside of the mask. So in football, for example, the referees are, you know, they're running around like crazy up and down the field and they've got the whistle clipped to the inside of their mask. They blow it whenever there's an infraction or whatever. And then they flip the thing over their ears to drop it down if they need to make an announcement to the crowd. So they gave me one of those and it made all the difference in the world because my lips didn't feel, my mouth didn't feel restricted. And Mm -hmm. when I would inhale with the previous masks I was wearing, you know, would come, you know, suck up against my mouth, which was uncomfortable for announcing, needless (laughs) to say. So to be able to do that and, ah, and it sounded better. And I turned to, Steve Foxcroft, Ron, Ron Sr., you know, his son, who sits down there as, a, as an NBA uh, extra official. And I said, Steve, this is a game changer, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> so they're going to hook me up with a, with a few more to last me the season. And, yeah, I was very, very grateful for that. So this there you good go. News for anyone, yeah, good news for anyone who likes uh, proper enunciation. Uh, and for you, that's awesome to hear. That's uh, I didn't even think about that being a concern, but obviously, um, you know, I'm not thinking about that from your from your point of view. Um, yes. let, let's let's go back, Herbie. You know, obviously, last year, I would imagine was pretty tough. You know, mm. we all watched the games from home, didn't get to attend games. I'm curious, like. What was it like for you sitting at home hearing somebody else do the job for Raptors home games that you've done for 25 plus years? Like, what was it sort of, were you like texting people sitting courtside being like, this guy's terrible? Or were you like, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what, once, sort of, once, yeah. once they had selected John Pelkey to, to fulfill that role in mm-hmm. Tampa, uh, we, he and I got in touch and we had a FaceTime call with one another. We, we exchanged text messages for the most part, over the course of the entire season. 
He'd ask me questions for clarification. I'd give him a couple little tidbits here and there. But for the most part, he knows the game. Yeah. And I, I basically said, you know, just go and have fun. You know, enjoy, relax. You're going to make mistakes along the way. I make mistakes still after 25 years. Just go, enjoy, have a short memory, and and have a lot of fun and enjoy the experience because you don't know how long you can have that experience for. And I think John did a fantastic job, all things considered. And he had one of our regular game operation staff members, uh, Daniela, sitting next to him down there in Florida. And then mm-hmm. the aforementioned Steve Foxcroft was next to Daniela for all <laughs> the games in Florida. So he had he was surrounded by a lot of people who knew what was going on and who were familiar with being in that position. And so I think John did a great job. For me personally, I must confess, it was surreal. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was peculiar watching the games in Tampa and going... Uh, I'm not going to say, Sean, that it was bittersweet. Mm-hmm. It kind of halfway between normal and bittersweet. Does that make it? Make, like, I wasn't envious or anything. It's not like, sure. oh, man, I should be there. But I missed it. Yeah. But I missed it. And I, I part of me goes, not I should be there, but I wish I was there. You know, yeah. Some, yeah. some somewhere in between those two. So it was all cool. I was grateful for the opportunity to be home all those mm-hmm. nights when I would normally mm-hmm. be at the arena. And now I'm discovering again what that tug on the schedule, <laughs> scheduling daytimer is like. But, <laughs> but for the most part, you know what? It was a season of life. It was a season of basketball. And it was a season of life. That was the pandemic forced changes upon every individual on the face of this earth. And for Toronto Raptors, obviously, it, fa- it forced some challenges that were unusual and unique to the NBA uh, picture of things with us having to play our home games somewhere that wasn't our home arena. So, mm-hmm. hey, you adjust on the fly. You make the best of the su- situation. You stay in touch with people. Uh, as you may be aware, I also have the privilege and the blessing of serving as part of the chaplaincy staff for the team. I'm mm-hmm. co-chaplain for the team, along with Steve Kearns, who is the Hamilton Tiger Cats chaplain. <laughs> so there <laughs> and who also used to play for the tiger cats so there you go there's mm-hmm. some more love throwing your way mm-hmm. and so steve and i actually did pre-game chapels every single game using zoom oh, awesome amazing yeah so we were in contact with some of the coaches with several of the players every and they didn't want it just for the home games they mm-hmm. wanted it for the road games as well so oh, whatever number of games it was 72 games or whatever it was last year uh, mm-hmm. Steve and I hosted or were part of, in some semblance, uh, pretty much every single game. We were in contact with some of the guys. So from that standpoint, there was the continuity. There was the familiarity. There was the consistency. So when I saw OG at the <laughs> open practice in London a couple weeks ago at Budweiser Gardens, mm-hmm. uh, yes, it was great to see him in person for the first time in 18, nine months, 19, 19 months. But it didn't feel like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen you. We had seen each other. We had talked, <laughs> sure. right? Sure. So, yeah, that was a long answer. But it was it was great getting back. Yes, it was kind of weird being away from it. And now I'm grateful to be back. <laughs> We're going to continue the conversation with Herbie Kuhn in just one second here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Sleeper who have changed the game when it comes to fantasy basketball. I am not a person who loves fantasy basketball because I don't like the daily busy work. I don't like having to keep att- pay attention to my team every single day. It's a lot of work, and I'm not very good at it. And ultimately, I kind of find it comes down to 
who plays the most games in a week. It's not so much about strategy as it is about just kind of compiling in math. And I don't like compiling and or math when it comes to fantasy sports. So I highly recommend Game Pick by Sleeper. It is the only way in which you can pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards your totals, uh, to towards your total team score for the week, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent simply played more games than you did are done. The days of mindless busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because it's just too much work also done. And it brings strategy to the game in a brand new way. You get to pick each game based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent defensive ranking, pace of play, and what your gut says. And that is awesome. It brings strategy, less busy work. It pretty much combines all the best parts of fantasy sports into one thing. If you are a fantasy football player and you like the weekly sort of set your lineup one day and forget it type of grind of that, you're going to love game pick by sleeper i can't recommend it enough go download the sleeper app and start a league with your friends today and you will not be disappointed i promise you that the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get back to it. Our conversation with Herbie Kuhn of uh, the Toronto Raptors PA desk. I, I guess that's what we're saying he is of. He's uh, he's uh, wonderful. Let's continue the chat right now. Yeah, we're grateful you're back too. And I, I think Thank it's, you. You, you mentioned off the top how there's a lot of new faces, a lot of new names. And I'm always fascinated because you have such a great way of just like, making dudes names sound great it's like it just utah what there you go there you go like it's wonderful and so i gotta ask you i used to do a little play, a pa announcing myself uh mcmaster basketball there um, you go. and there were certain guys who you just go like love saying their name right yes. you love saying their name it's just the syllabic nature of it works it just kind of really comes yes. out smoothly i have to ask you on the new Raptors, we'll, we'll ask like former your favorite all-time name to say in a second, but on the current roster, you've only had a couple games to workshop things, but what is your favorite name to say on this year's version of the Toronto Raptors? Easy, easy answer. Svi Mahila. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love that one. I've said to Danielle a few times, I hope he makes the team. I hope he makes the team. <laughs> Mahila. It almost sounds like some sort of Czech or Russian hockey player name, right? You know, oh, absolutely, yeah. It's just such a great name. I hope he, I hope he's on the roster, and I hope he gets some good playing time. <laughs> it looks like he might. He was really good in the preseason. Yeah, he did. He did to really that, well. To that point, you know, do you find that like when you get new guys, it takes like some time to figure out the right cadence for their name? And like, are you still kind of workshopping a couple guys here? Or is it kind of like, all right, there's the name. I know how I'm going to say it. That's it for the entire season. I think more the former than the latter. I yeah. think I think when I, I see a new name and I get a new name like Scotty Barnes, when I announced his name at the open practice, I was just, okay, let's just say it clearly. Mm -hmm. And then when we had the game against Philadelphia, I was able to say it a few more times, but again, I wasn't concentrating on doing anything fancy with it. Mm -hmm. Then the game against Houston, the second preseason game, I started, you know, experimenting, going a little, Scotty Barnes! <laughs> that guy. I was like, okay, now it's getting a little more familiar. It's rolling off the tongue a little bit easier. So 
I think it comes with time. Uh, mm-hmm. So, for example, you know, a steady Freddie Van Vliet or holding that Fred for 63 seconds or something like that. <laughs> that didn't that didn't come the first three games I announced his name. That's the kind of thing mm-hmm. that evolves over time. And eventually you figure out what you what you think sounds good and what hopefully the crowd reacts well to. And on occasion, what the player himself may react to. Right. And then you roll with it. You, you try to get into there as much as as much as you can without without watering it down without overdoing it because nobody wants to hear the same cadence the same thing every single time there were times when i said damon stoudemire right but (laughs) first of all my throat couldn't sustain doing it like that every single time and secondly people would start plugging their ears after uh, doing that 50 (laughs) times a game so you have to you have to be inventive you have to be creative you have to have fun Yeah. yeah is there has there ever been a player come over to you and say i don't like the way you're saying my name fix it no no okay that's good to no know. there have been oh, i can't imagine there would be but there's just... been occasional where i've had to adjust the pronunciation of a name right okay um i can't remember who it was but someone on philadelphia mm-hmm. uh, i was unfortunately saying it incorrectly i put the emphasis on the wrong syllable and gotcha. so their pr person <laughs> corrected me uh, between quarter one and quarter two and you know we were good to go from there on it which is really unusual because i normally uh, get that stuff checked out ahead of time. But for sure. some reason, I didn't check this one because I didn't think I needed to. Yep. <sighs> yeah, you live and you that, learn, right? <laughs> yeah, I had that happen one time. I was uh, doing PA for like high school football in Hamilton. Mm. And I got the list of names from like the coach of one of the teams. And I'm reading off the name the entire game. And I think I've got it figured out. And then a parent comes up and starts hammering on the glass. It is like, you've, now Uh-oh. you're saying my son's name wrong. Uh-oh. Turns out it was spelt incorrectly on the sheet. So it wasn't even on me. Uh-oh. But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the biggest nightmare is saying someone's name wrong. It's it's horrible. Thankfully, <laughs> incorrect spellings on NBA rosters don't happen with a great degree of frequency. So <laughs> this is a little so bit more of an editing process. If there's ever a mistake, process, it's, yeah. it's on me for not checking it out thoroughly. But again, that's a rarity. <laughs> That's a rarity. Yeah. So let's go back. Who's your favorite Raptors name of all time to say in the flow of a game? Oh, baby. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> there have been so many great names. Andrea Bargnani. Um, oh, my goodness. Captain Keon Clark. Clark Keon Clark. Um mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Anthony Parker, Eric Montross, Damon Stoudemire, <laughs> Mo P, Morris Peterson, for D for three, D Brown. I don't know. So there have been so many. I just went through a whole slew of them. You know, when, when Vince was in his heyday, mm-hmm. you know, and throwing it down with the ferocity of a jackhammer, you know, of course he loved saying his name. It wasn't anything specific about Vince Carter. It was mm-hmm. about what Vince Carter was doing on the court. And mm-hmm. that's you know, that's a treat all in of itself. You know, saying Chris Bosch, it's a very simple two-word monosyllabic, you know, first yeah. name and monosyllabic second name. But when it's tied to his activity on the court, it becomes that much more mm-hmm. special. Lowry, obviously, was that was an all time was a lot of fun. Enjoyed doing that. Kawhi Leonard. There, there have been so many. I mean, I've announced for hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of Raptors over the course of more than a quarter century. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do a... Dude, uh, I don't feel old at all. <laughs> um, so, so I mean, go, go right back to the very beginning, right? Vincenzo mm-hmm. Esposito. 
right? Oh, there you go. John Tabak, uh, <laughs> Alvin Robertson, and so on and so forth. Carlos Rogers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've had Jimmy King. We've had Sean Respert. And we've had oh, so many incredible players and so many, you know, not just, oh, 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 what was it? Uh, Rasho Nesterovich. Mm. Rasho Nesterovich, you know, uh, he was from Slovakia. So mm-hmm. I, I must say, okay, okay. So here's here I'm going to try to end this answer because it's been a long sure. answer. No, you can just keep saying names. There are a lot of fine. There are there are a lot of do numbers. I swear. Yes, yes. There are a lot of. Um, <laughs> forgive me for saying normal North American ish type names. Sure. And then you've got the more international names hispanic or european sure or what have you uh, gravis vasquez uh love saying g's name you know he's he's just a gem then you've got normal ones like john solomon's and mm-hmm. and, and whoever else over the, landry field <laughs> and so on and so my, my mind is just going through this whole memory bank right now of names over the course of the years and i'm sure i've missed quite a few but Oh, Muggsy Bogues. How about that? Oh, that yeah, Muggsy Bogues was yeah. a great. That was <laughs> a fun. Bogues is just a fun word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Muggsy also guy. pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's a fun guy. And he and I both share the same birthday, January the 9th. He oh, was awesome. he is uh four years older than me, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. every time we see each other, anytime if it's close to January, hey Herbie, happy birthday, Muggs, happy birthday, man. He's just a great <laughs> dude. And of course, at the very beginning, being able to introduce Isaiah Thomas. You know, so, so let me mm-hmm. let me throw this in there. Apart sure. from just announcing the names for the sake of announcing the names for their linguistic components, mm-hmm. there's also saying the names for what they what that person has done and represented to basketball. Sure. So sure. for me, announcing Isaiah Thomas's name at the beginning was huge. Mm-hmm. When the Lakers came to town for the first time, and I'm introducing Magic Johnson, who had just made one of his comebacks. Mm-hmm. And just saying Magic Johnson makes me have goosebumps, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to be able to announce for Michael Jordan, to be able to announce Anthony Penny Hardaway, to be able to announce for a Reggie Miller or a Scottie mm-hmm. Pippen, or you fill in the blank for all those names sure. that I got to do back in the early years of the Raptors, right? To be able to announce for Steve Nash as a Canadian. Right. And now to see. So back then, if I'm not mistaken, the only two, three Canadians in the association back in the beginning, those first couple of years were Bill Wennington, Rick Fox and Steve Nash. Todd now, McCullough. What's that? And, Todd, oh, McCullough. Yes, Todd McCullough. That's right. Todd <laughs> McCullough. Wasn't he from the peg? Yeah. Now you're okay, just yeah, you're yeah, Hamilton and Winnipeg. You're taken down today. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Winnipeg. Let me stand at the corner. Portage, Maine in the middle of January, please. That's my favorite place to be. So um, Todd McCullough, Rick Fox, Steve Nash, you know, Bill Wennington. And now mm-hmm. you look across the association. And just last week, we've got Ken Birch. You know, on our current roster, we've got now – Delano Banton, we've got Ken mm-hmm. Birch, we've got Chris Boucher, mm-hmm. and we've got Jamal McGlure on our coaching staff. Yep. Three active Canadian players on the Raptors? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that, that man, that makes John that that makes me get emotional right there. Yeah. To have Ken Birch 
and Delano Banton on the court at the same time. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to whenever Boucher comes back um, to be able to announce Chris's name, you know, and to say, to say, you know, his number, numero 25, Chris Boucher, uh, that type of thing. It's, it's just so special for me. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, to, to announce oh. the, the, the names and what they're associated with. Um, I'll give you one highlight. Sure. You didn't you didn't ask for this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there because it's no, really special means. and it's something that everybody will be able to relate to. I had the privilege and the honor of announcing and introducing Kobe Bryant for his final All-Star game. Right. At that time, nobody knew it was going to be his final All-Star game. Let me rephrase that. We knew it was going to be his final All-Star game, mm-hmm. but we did not know how precious little time we would still have with Kobe here. Sure. And so at that time, because we knew he was retiring at the end of that season, it was very special mm-hmm. um, to introduce Magic Johnson, who spoke and then introduced Kobe during a special feature during the All-Star game itself. So I walked away from that going, how cool is that? Mm-hmm. This kid, born and raised in the beach, gets to announce one of basketball's all-time greatest players in his final All-Star game. But then when Kobe and those other precious individuals died in a helicopter crash, mm-hmm. oh, man. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, 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 almost, it almost brings a touch of... Um, sanctity or a touch of um, hollowness you know mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that there's, sure, a, there's sure. a word there in the english language that i'm looking for that just it just makes it that much more precious to have been able to fulfill that role mm-hmm. now knowing that he's gone yeah that was really really special and if i might say so just saying kobe bryant was a lot of fun as well yeah <laughs> that's another the, one of those unique names and yanis said is another one i love saying although mm-hmm. i can't say it enthusiastically so uh <laughs> still still love saying his name so yeah yeah well that's so that's, what, uh, what's your next question we could talk yeah about yeah <laughs> All right, we've still got a little bit more with Herbie Kuhn to run for you. But before we finish off the chat with Herbie, let me tell you about our friends over at Bet Online, who are back and better than ever with football season now back in full swing. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Also, it's great if you want to go bet on basketball, futures, put the over money on the over for the Raptors, whatever it is you might want to do, they have it for you at Bet Online. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that wonderful deal from basketball, uh, football, boxing, hockey, whatever it is, all the way down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar, who I've been talking about for like over a year on this podcast, and I still stand by how freaking good Built Bars are. They are the best person best tasting protein bars I've ever had. I'm not really a protein bar person most of the time in my regular life, but built bars are great. They are light. They don't like weigh you down or anything like that. They can be a nice meal replacement for you, power you through a workout. And they have nine amazing flavors for you to choose from in their regular lineup, including my favorite mint brownie. Also orange is very good. Cookies and cream is awesome. And they have limited time flavors that pop up on the site from time to time as well. And I highly recommend you check those out too. keep your eye out. It's seasonal time. Halloween's coming up. Thanksgiving, Christmas, there will be a lot of 
limited time flavors for you to try over on builtbar.com or built.com. That is uh, all of the flavors have 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from just 130 to 180, only four or five grams of sugar and four or five grams of net carbs in each bar. All great tasting, all good for you. Go to built.com, use the promo code locked 15 and get 15% off of your order. That is the promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. And with that, let's continue and finish up our conversation with Herbie Kuhn, the Toronto Raptors play, but not play by play, PA announcer. That it's difficult. I'm very words are hard. Anyway, uh, let's finish up the chat with Herbie. Yeah, well, so this is one I have to ask you about, um, yes. and I have we're gonna have to maybe do this again sometime because I could ask, I could talk to you all day about this stuff, but <laughs> this is one I I really need to to talk to you about. So the first game of the 2014 playoffs against the Nets, mm. the shot clock breaks. Mm. I think it's ESPN's fault. Has it been like the forensics get done? Is it for? Is it was it ESPN's fault? You I, I are then the thrust into action. I believe the post mortem is still inconclusive on that one, Sean. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yes. Well, you get thrust into action. Yes. To be the human shot clock for this game. I believe you both counted down and yelled horn at the end of the twenty-four seconds. Is, is that correct? You are accurate. You've done your homework well, sir. So. I need to know what is the conversation on the sidelines with the officials, with the game ops crew that lands on. All right, Herbie, I guess you're just the shot clock now. Go nuts. Like I need to be taken behind the curtain as to how this happened, because this is one of the most like wonderful, quirky stories in recent NBA history. It was so it was funny because it was the first Raptors playoff game in like seven years. And it was like, oh, there's Canada screwing up again, even though it was ESPN's fault maybe it's not conclusive i'm pinning it on espn um but for you like what's going on behind the scenes and how does it come to all right herbie you're on man it was it was fairly straightforward once it had been determined that there was not a shot clock to be able to use the crew Mm -hmm. chief trying to remember who it was i think i know who it was but i can't remember definitively so i won't say his name simply said simply said herbie uh, I need you to say it when it's 24, when it's 20, when it's 10, and then five down to one. And then we rearrange the seats because normally I have the official score mm-hmm. sitting beside me. Uh, so we rearranged the seat that, so that she was a seat away and the person who would normally do the shot clock came and sat beside me with a stopwatch. Right. right. And uh, so that was Brig Harvey, who is a uh, uh, Simcoe boy, Simcoe County boy. He's from Barrie. He's a school teacher up there in Barrie, wonderful friend. Mm-hmm. And so Brig and I uh, just kind of leaned in close to one another, and I am both announcing the game, listening to Brig uh, talk in my ear, watching the game, trying to count and focus on the plays at the same time. And I think it went well. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, it went as positively as you could expect. I know it garnered a lot of attention. I remember getting home that day and there was already someone from the press trying to reach me at my house to interview me about it. <laughs> I thought that was peculiar. And for me, honestly, it wasn't that big a deal. It was like, okay, you just you do what you need to do in the moment. You jump mm-hmm. in and you make adjustments. So that's what I did. As it turns out, not a lot of Raptor fans have forgotten about that. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing though, Sean. I was exhausted. Yeah. Because now I, you know, obviously I focused very thoroughly during a regular game, but that Mm -hmm. required an elevated level of focus. 
and and blocking everything out and extra energy. So by the time I was I got home that day, and that was an afternoon game. You know, remember they gave us the beginning; they would give us those one o'clock games. Oh yeah, um, NBA you know, TV all day. Yes, yeah. exactly. They would give us this one. <laughs> so I got home. I don't know. Let's say four four thirty that day, and mm. I'm just wiped. Normally after one o'clock game, I'm like, okay, honey, what's for dinner? You know, let's go for a walk tonight. I, I was wiped after that. I'm like, I'm so tired. I need a nap right now. So that's, that's what I remember how much energy it drained, uh, how, what an unusual circumstance it was and how much attention it garnered uh, mm-hmm. both during and after the fact, seeing my picture, I, I like, I remember what I was wearing only because I've seen that picture so many times. I, wear black, <laughs> I was wearing a maroon colored burgundy colored dress shirt, open mm-hmm. collar with a black vest. And that picture circulated, <laughs> I think, on ESPN, on TSN, and all over North America. Yeah, just what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Did Anyways. you workshop uh, different words other than horn? Did you think of just doing like a no. buzzer sound with the no, mouth? Was no, it? <laughs> no. I thought horn was a lot, a lot. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. Horn, horn was simple enough, and I'm just following instructions at that point, okay? Like mm-hmm. I want to experiment with Sports. <laughs> no, that's not a place you want to experiment with something like that. I just stuck with horn. Damon Stoudemire. Yeah, exactly. It's funny when you're walking through a parking lot or something now, and someone sees me and recognizes me, and they just go horn. <laughs> like, like what? Ah, oh, yeah. Shut up. I know what you're talking about. Oh man. Well, anyways. Yeah. Uh, Herbie, this has been an absolute delight. Uh, we'll have to have you back again because I, I have a list of things I wanted to talk to you about that's uh, far longer than what we were able to get to today. So I think we're going to have to have episode two. We're going to have to we're going to have to have episode two for sure. Works for me. Uh, yes. Maybe we can make it in person when uh, one day with the, at the arena sometime this year. That would be lovely. That would um, be very cool. This is also great, too. Uh, Herbie, thank you so much for being here. Uh, do you have anything people should know about? You know, anything you got working, any charity stuff that people that maybe should know about or just kind of uh look for you on the broadcast you know something folks i would simply yes absolutely look for me on the broadcast would love to have your support of our team as we get back to games uh, in person uh, that really mm-hmm. means something uh, next week when we when we host washington for a home opener so i'm really excited about that and if anybody's on instagram follow me on instagram and you can watch my running adventures right now oh, yeah. i am i'm a and, and i'm a I can't say I'm in the middle of a running streak. I'm at some stage of my running streak. As of this morning, I have run at least one mile per day for 524 consecutive days. That began on May the 10th of last year, uh, shortly after the pandemic began. Mm -hmm. And I was weighing 235 pounds at that point. And I was extremely uncomfortable with my health, uh, with how my clothes were not fitting well. I couldn't walk around the block without a sore back. And so mm-hmm. I made a decision to make some nutritional choices and to begin running. Sorry, to resume running. I had run in previously, but had been had uh, taken my foot off the gas for a couple of years. Anyway, so long story short, over the last year, by God's grace, I've lost about 50 pounds. I'm down, I'm down from an XL to a medium. I'm down from a 36 to a 32. I'm very comfortable. I'm probably at the age of 52. I'm probably the healthiest I've been. Uh, in my entire adult life and it feels really really good to be able to do that so That's i'm awesome. currently training for a full marathon the scotiabank virtual waterfront marathon that i'll be running on halloween day in the morning october oh, the wow. 31st and so uh, periodically whenever i come to a milestone day like day 500 or 550 or something like that 
I'll put up a little post on Instagram, uh, maybe a little devotional kind of thing, you know, with the chaplain's hat on, sharing my faith and how it ties into running and life in general. So sure. if any of your listeners would like to follow <laughs> me on IG, uh, put in the put in the request, and yeah, I'm a public figure there, so you don't even have to put in the request. Just follow me. <laughs> and yeah, I'm still learning about this social media stuff, and uh, I would love to have you follow the progress and cheer me on and encourage me as I continue my hashtag RW Run Streak for the glory awesome. of God, running every single day. So just this morning, I did a five five point two five kilometer run, so that's easy, like two two miles roughly. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. I look forward to uh, the halftime show this year where you and Jack Armstrong just run suicides uh, yes. for the entirety of halftime. Uh, Isn't that cool? You've got, out, of, out of two <laughs> Raptors announcers, two of us are both runners and marathoners. That, yeah, is so yeah. cool. uh, that is so cool. That is so cool. As someone who uh, hurts after running down the stairs to pick up an Uber order, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> mad respect. Uh, Herbie, thank you so much for being here. It was absolutely lovely to talk to you. Hopefully we can do it again sometime. And enjoy the home opener next week. I will, and I'll lo- enjoy running around Tim Horton's field with you sometime in the hammer, Sean. How about that? Absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> for sure. And then I'll take you out for an ice cap afterwards. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Uh, thanks, Herbie. <laughs> Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.